the Vine Keeper Bible Podcast, Guyana, South America, the land of many waters. My name is Rick Walker. We are following the story of Jesus in the Gospel of Luke. And the Christmas season is a month away for our Western listeners. Here in the East, it is two months away. We celebrate Christmas on January the 7th. Earlier, I lived in Ukraine for 13 years with my wife and children. And every year we would get a Christmas tree and celebrate Christmas in December. We'd put the tree up in our apartment. We would decorate it, put presents under it. And then when Christmas was over, I would take it outside and stick it in the snow beside the entryway. (laughs) It would stand straight up in the snow. I would leave it there for someone else to use during Ukrainian Christmas. (laughs) We were saving the planet. So I don't know who got our trees, but I hope it was helpful for our neighbors and helpful for the planet. So maybe our timing is a bit off. On the other hand, maybe you can brush up on this before the Christmas season. Perhaps you will find some bits and pieces you can use in your Bible classes in church. I like the prophet Micah, a minor prophet in the Judean countryside, about the same time that Isaiah was a prophet to Jerusalem, 8th century B.C., some 700 years before Jesus was born. In Isaiah, we have that great prophecy of the virgin birth. Isaiah told King Ahaz that a virgin would conceive. She would give birth to a son. He would be called Emmanuel which means God with us, Isaiah 7, 14. Very important passage, a prophecy about the virgin birth. And Micah says that the Lord's ruler over his people will come out of Bethlehem Ephratah, Micah 5 and verse 2. He also says that the ruler will come to the watchtower of the flock, Micah 4, verse 8. It is hard to imagine what Mary was thinking during her pregnancy. She knows that her son will be the Messiah. I really wonder if she was searching through the Old Testament to learn about what would happen to her son. Did Mary think about passages like these in Micah? I live in Nazareth in the north, but the teachers say that the Messiah will be born in Bethlehem, Ephratah. Look, Joseph, it's written right here in Micah. How will that happen? Well, I don't know, Mary. 
Look here in Isaiah. Isaiah says he would be born of a virgin. How did that happen? (laughs) If one can happen, the other can happen. No word of the Lord will fail. If I were Mary, I would be pouring through the Old Testament again and again. When the Dead Sea Scrolls were discovered, scholars noticed that some passages had the Hebrew letter Tau in the margin beside the text. Prophecies of the Messiah were marked with a Tau. It is the last letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Very interesting. If I were Mary... I would be looking for the letter tau in the margins. Well, she probably did not have access to those scrolls. But it was well known that Jesus would be born in Bethlehem, Ephratah. You remember in Matthew 2, the wise men came to Herod. And Herod asked the teachers of the law where the Messiah would be born. And they told Herod he would be born in Bethlehem. Ephratah. Maybe you already know that there was a town named Bethlehem about 11 kilometers from Nazareth, seven miles from Nazareth. But Bethlehem, Ephratah was eight kilometers from Jerusalem, five miles from Jerusalem. Joseph and Mary are going to travel 175 kilometers. 110 miles, so that Jesus can be born in Bethlehem, near Jerusalem. A pregnant woman traveling 110 miles on a donkey. Poor Mary. Poor donkey. (laughs) Poor Mary and poor donkey. There's a lot of symbolism to Bethlehem. Bethlehem means house of bread. There's a lot of symbolism from the life of David. Bethlehem is the place where Boaz redeemed Ruth, the ancestors of David. It is where David was born and attended sheep and was anointed by Samuel to be the king. After the time of David, Bethlehem was rather insignificant. But as Micah prophesied, a ruler would come out of Bethlehem, a great ruler who would rule over all of Israel, chapter 5, verse 2. That is Jesus the Messiah, the son of David, and his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth. And it certainly has. How symbolically appropriate for the son of David to be born where David was born, just five miles from Jerusalem, the city of David. Joseph and Mary did not go to Bethlehem because they read about it in Micah. They went because of a worldwide census by the Roman government. If you listen to my earlier episode about Sir William Ramsey, 
You know, there were a lot of questions about Luke's historical accuracy. One of the questions is always centered around the census. When did it happen? Luke 2 in verse 1 says the census was decreed by Augustus Caesar. It was taken throughout the entire Roman world. And the census was while Quirinius was a governor of Syria. There is not any clear statement in history that Quirinius was a governor of Syria until later in history. It is very complicated, but scholars mostly agree that it is possible, certainly possible, that Quirinius was responsible for the census when Jesus was born. That raises some questions. The first question, can we really believe that a country would make all of their citizens return home for a census? Is that believable? It is a good question. A document was found in Egypt in 104 A.D. It's much later. But it is about a census being taken in Egypt. And it commands everyone to return to their home and register. It even says that some people need to stay in the city. Today, I think we would call them essential workers. So if you were an essential worker... They had a way to take care of you. So yes, Joseph and Mary and a bunch of other Jews went to their hometown. Second question, did all the citizens in the whole Roman Empire go to their hometowns? Was the whole world traveling to their hometown for this census? Ramsey said that How the census was conducted could vary from country to country. Rome said take a census. They did not say how it had to be done. In fact, he says that this was the Jewish way of conducting the census. Herod was put in power by Rome. And in order to make this census look more Jewish... He did it in this way. Everyone would go to their tribal home. It makes Herod look independent. It keeps the Hasmoneans happy. Well, maybe, (laughs) maybe. In Acts 5.37, we read about another census by Quirinius, which took place in about A.D. 6 or 7. During that census, Judas the Galilean led a revolt. He demanded that the Jews not pay taxes to Rome. If anyone did, his followers burned down their houses and stole their cattle. Imagine that. Don't pay taxes to Rome because we serve God. 
And if you do pay taxes to Rome, we will burn down your house and steal your cattle. So all of that was going on when Jesus was about 12 to 14 years old. So Jesus was born during the time of the census. And he was born during the reign of Herod the Great. And that is important. By piecing a lot of details together, most scholars believe that Herod died between 6 and 4 B.C. The Jewish historian Josephus recorded that there was an eclipse just before Passover, the year that Herod died. And we know that there was a lunar eclipse on March the 13th, 4 B.C. Chronology is always challenging, and not all scholars agree. There was another eclipse in 5 B.C. Well, you get the idea. Jesus was born somewhere between 6 and 4 B.C., according to most scholars. Well, Joseph and Mary are making their way to Bethlehem. They are making their way to the Tower of the Flock. 